Likutei Sichais, Chelik Yudches, Volume 18, the first Sicha for Parshas Nasei. This is a Rashi Sicha, which in fact is going to cover several Rashis. And I think what's most interesting about this Sicha is that it's going to use the logic in which one Rashi will be explained in order to help us better understand the main Rashi of this Sicha, the main focus of this Sicha. The main focus of the Sicha is on Rashi, in chapter 4, Pasuk 47, the Rashi begins with the words, the heading is Avoidas Avoida. And I think it's worth going over a few Rashis before we begin the Sicha. Rashi explains, what is this Avoidas Avoida? So he says, Hu Hashir, this is the song, this is the melody, Bemitzeltayim Vechinores, with cymbals and harps. Which is a service for another service. Meaning, the Levim, while the Koyhanim would do the actual service in the Mishkan and later in the Beis Amikdash, the Levim, the Levites, would do a service to support that service, namely by singing songs, by playing melodies. The next Rashi in the same Pasuk, in the same verse, is it says, Va'avoidas Masa and the service of carrying. So Rashi says, what does that mean? In other words, what it literally implies, the actual carrying of the items of the Beis HaMikdash, of the Mishkan. Another interesting Rashi that we, I think is worthwhile to review, in the beginning of the Parsha, in, again in chapter 4, but this time verse 22, it says there, Count or literally lift up the heads of the children of Gershon or the family of Gershon. Gamheim, they too, also them. So Rashi says, what does this mean? Just like I commanded you about regarding the children of Kahas in the previous parsha, that is, to count them. Lira is to see, to determine. Kama yesh, how many there are shehigiu leklalavoda that reached the, um, the 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 matter of service. In other words, how many are there that are actually available for service? Another general thing that's worth going over is the fact that there is basically three groups of service amongst these families of the Levites. You have the bnei kahas which was already described in the previous Parsha, and their service was to carry the clay ham kodesh, the holy vessels, like the menorah, the shulchan, the ark, and so on and so forth. Then you had the children of Gershon, the topic of our sicha, that their job was to carry all the various draperies, that, that is, the drapes that cover the mishkan, the tabernacle, and also the kale hachotzer, the drapes that were used to create the wall, so to speak, the gate of the like the lattice style uh, material of the chotzer of the courtyard of the Mishkan, and then you have the children of Merari, the family which act, carry the actual boards of the Mishkan, the actual boards of the Mishkan, and the poles which held up the cloth, the the material which made up the. Uh, the walls of the of the courtyard. Another uh, worthwhile thing, a quick review 
and to see the contrast when it says uh, in verse 24 it describes it summarizes the work the service of the family of the Gershon of the children of Gershon so over there it says that their task is la'avoid ulamasa to do the service and to carry that means it actually describes it as an avoida as an actual service as an actual task that they have to do however in verse 31 when it summarizes the service of the children of Merari, their obligation, their task. Over there it says, Vizois Mishmeres Mason. This is their responsibility of carrying. And we'll see later in the Sikha how this plays a role. So let's go into the Sikha. So after the Torah describes that they counted the children of Kahas, Gershon, and Merari, so like I said in verse 47, the Torah tells us. That this, all the countings which Moshe counted, the children of the of the Levites from thirty years until fifty years old, and it summarizes. It says all of these, meaning it puts them all, bunches them all together, namely the children of Kahas, Gershon, and Merari. All of these which were counted were all called Habal, Avoid, Avoidus, Avoida. All those who came, all those who were. Um, in, uh, uh, conscripted to do the avoidas avoida, the service of service, avoidas masa, and the service of carrying in oil moed, and then it says, and this was their numbers and so on. So Rashi explains, what does it mean when it says avoidas avoida, a service of a service, that it doesn't mean a service in itself, rather it means a service for a, ser- for a service, which is the service of like we mentioned previously, the service of singing and providing the melodies as they offered the carbones. And then Rashi goes on and emphasizes that it was the two types of instruments, the mitzeltayim and the kinorois, the cymbals and the, uh, the harps. So the question is, if we look into the source from where Rashi takes this explanation, over there, the it's in the Gemara, it's in the Talmud, over there, it does not mention any whatsoever type of instrument. It just says the service of service is the sheer, the singing, the melodies. It doesn't specify the actual uh, uh, instruments as Rashi does. Why did Rashi find it necessary to specify and to state these two? And another question. We know that there were many instruments that were used to provide the melodies in the Mishkan and later in the Beis Mikdash. Some of them are even mentioned. There was the Khalil, Khalil, which are the flutes that they used, and other various instruments. Moreover, we know that one of the main tasks of the Levites when it came to the melodies was the actual Shira Bepeh, singing, singing with their mouths. Why doesn't Rashi mention this? Why isn't this in the equation here of counting when they were counted from the age of 30 to the age of 50? Another very interesting question that could be asked, that it seems odd that the Torah refers to the task of singing that the Levites had when the Torah really had not yet spoken about it. It's only going to be mentioned later in Parshas Baha'u'llah, it's going to be referred to this fact that the Levim had this uh, uh, task of singing, of, of providing the melodies in the Mishkan. So why over here when the counted does the Torah find it necessary, according to what Rashi explains, to already refer to this in the equation of counting them from the age of 30 to 50? 
The next Rashi, as we already quoted before, Rashi says that when it comes that avoid us masa, what does it mean the service of carrying? So Rashi says kimashmoi. It means literally as it implies that they actually the actual carrying of the mishkan. And of course, the question is why would I imagine that it means anything else? In other words, what service? Two carrying is there that Rashi has to emphasize that this is the actual uh, uh, carrying that's intended over here when it says when it says avodas masa. What else would I think that it means? So to understand all this, the Rebbe says it would be beneficial to examine a Rashi in the beginning of the parsha. In the beginning of the parsha, where it says nosoy esroish peneir gamhem. And the second verse in our parsha where it says, count the head, but it counted, it uses the word nasay, which means literally to lift up. That means this is a matter of importance. It's not just merely a count, but rather you make them important by counting them for this particular task, for this designation. And it says, gam heim, they too. What does it mean, they too? Them too. That they should also be counted. They should also be lifted up and made important them too, like the previous ones. Who are the previous ones? In the end of last Parsha, in the end of Bamidbar, it discussed the, the counting of the children of Kahas. The children of Kahas, who, I, as we mentioned in the beginning, they carried all the vessels of the Mishkan. So the question is, why does Rashi need to go into the whole lengthy explanation to tell us the, the way the words that Rashi used to see how many of them, how many of the Bnei Gershon reached the, 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 the ranks, the ability of doing the Avoida. Why didn't you just say count them like the ones who counted before? Why go into this detail as Rashi does? When Rashi, already by the children of Kahas, Rashi said that the reason for counting them from the ages of 30 to 50 was because that's when they were in the prime of their strength, and since they had to carry all these heavy things, they had to carry the vessels of the Mishkan, therefore the Torah designated this bracket, this age limit from 30 to 50, when one is in the prime of their strength. Why did Rashi feel it necessary to again emphasize that they too have to have to be counted like this, those who are able and capable to do the Aveda amongst the Bnei Gershon? And the answer is, Rashi wants to emphasize why it says, Rashi wants to explain, that is, uh, the emphasis, why it says, Nasoyesroish, lift up the head, which of course translates in, to mean count, but literally it means to, to, to make them special, to make them as a special designation. And why does it use the word Gamheim, they too, which seems to make a similarity and a comparison to those mentioned before, namely the children of Kahas. In other words, Rashi sensed that there's something unique about the Bnei Geishan, which aligns them and makes them very similar to the children of Kahas, who carried the actual vessels of the Mishkan. So in order to understand this, let's take us a moment to examine the various tasks and to see where they are equal, where they, they seem to be similar, and where they are different.
When we look at the Bnei Kahas, what did they do? They carried the holy vessels. Those holy vessels were not allowed to be carried in any other manner other than by human beings. That means the Levites had to carry it for as long as the journey was. They had to carry it on their shoulders. They had to actually carry it with the poles and keep it always suspended in the air. That requires a lot of strength. That requires an enormous ability and, and, and human strength in order to be able to do so. And therefore, it's understood that they had to be at the prime of their strength, as the Torah describes, between the ages of 30 and 50. The children of Gershon, what was their task? Like I mentioned in the beginning of the, of the, of the discussion, their task was to take down all the curtains, all the draperies, and to fold it up, and to put it onto wagons. They did have wagons. However, the Rebbe says, if you think about it logically, it would come out that even though they put it onto wagons, but still there was a great distance between the site where the Mishkan stood and where they had the wagons for loading. In other words, the staging for the wagons was not close enough and therefore it required, says the Rebbe, the, the children of Gershon to carry all of this. This is in addition to the fact that it's obvious that they had to do an enormous heavy lifting when it comes to removing all the draperies and all the curtains because the curtains and draperies were very, very heavy. This very heavy, thick material. And they had to climb up on ladders or whatever, what have you, and dismantle it, roll it all off, take it all off, make sure it doesn't get dirty in the process, it doesn't get creased in the process, and carry it on their shoulders all the way over to where the wagon stood. Now, why did the wagons have to be staged further away from the Mishkan? Because you understand that the poles of the perimeter of the chatzar of the courtyard, as well as the boards of the Mishkan, were still standing. They were not yet dismantled. They were not yet taken down. So they couldn't bring the wagons up close and just roll the curtains right into them. They had to actually carry them. And in this, we begin to understand how they were so similar and very alike to the children of Kahas. Albeit that they did not carry it throughout the entire journey. But to bring it from the Mishkan. First to take it down as I said. And secondly to, to go and bring it over to the wagons. And pack them into the wagons. That required an enormous amount of strength. And carrying. Lifting and carrying. As similar to what the children of Kahas did. However. The children of Benari. What did they do? They took down the boards, had to merely pile them onto the wagons, which again, as we understand, at this point, the wagons can be staged very close to the site, if not in the site, where the boards are actually to be loaded, and therefore, their work was more at a minimum compared to the children of Gershon, and certainly compared to the children of Gahas. And now we can understand why, when it comes to the children of Gershon, what is the expression in the, in, the, in the Torah? How does the Torah refer to their task? The Torah, when the Torah says to count them in our parsha, the Torah summarizes and says that they are avoidas masa. They have the avoida, the work, the job of masa, of carrying. And that's why Rashi emphasized kemashmoy. It means literally they had to carry. It doesn't only mean that they had to see to it that it gets carried, but rather that they had to do the actual carrying. Versus the children of Merari, 
the expression in the Pasuk is Mishmeres Masa'om. This is their this is their mishmeres. Mishmeres means this is their duty. This is their obligation of carrying. Meaning that they didn't have to actually carry the boards. They had to just prepare it and load it onto the wagons in order for the wagons to carry them, in order for it to be carried. So it was merely a task. It was merely a responsibility. It was merely a duty of seeing to it that it gets carried. So according to what we just explained, meaning having explained this Rashi, we can now go back to our Rashi in verse 47 and understand the emphasis in Rashi and why Rashi chose to tell us these specific two instruments and why this is so pertinent when it comes to the age of between 30 and 50 for the Levites. You see, because the Torah summarized all of the counting together now, and after counting all the Levites from age 30 to 15, the Torah states, the Torah stresses that this is for what? This is for avoidas avoida and avoidas masa. This is for the purpose of the service of the service, which we already determined means the singing, the melodies. And the actual service of carrying, as Rashi emphasized, it means literally carrying. So Rashi understood that there is a comparison there is a common thread here between avoidas avoidas, support service of a service, and the avoidas masa, the avoida of actually carrying it, the service of actually carrying, lifting and carrying the materials. So that brought Rashi to the conclusion that which two instruments that are there that require an enormous amount of strength, those are the cymbals and the harps. The harps were very, very large, and they required just human strength in order to be able to play the instru instruments, to hold them, and to be able to play them. And it's obviously the, obvious that the cymbals were so big, they were so large, that also to play them effectively, first of all, to lift them, and then to actually play them, and it should be pleasant music, it required an enormous amount of strength. And this is what led Rashi to, to, to state that in this counting, when the Torah says, Avoida Savoida, is the reason, the, the service of the service is the reason that they were counted only from the ages of 30 to 50. This is what read Rashi to tell us that it was for these two instruments. Because all the other instruments, such as the, the flutes and all the other instruments, the, the, the fiddles and so on, those were very light instruments and those in fact and those indeed could have been played by any anyone else outside of this age bracket. In fact, especially singing, even somebody older than 50 could have still participated as a Levite in the singing in the choir that was there to support the actual Aveda or that while they were doing the actual Aveda. So some amazing things that come out of this Rashi, even though Rashi is here to teach us Pshutash Mikra, but there's two very interesting halachas that we can actually deduce from this. We can come to two very interesting conclusions based on this Rashi and this way of thinking. First of all, it comes out from this Rashi that in we have later in verse 25 where it says, that after, when it says after the age of 50, lo yavoid oidi should no longer serve. And Rashi over there tells us it means it should no longer serve the, of the service of the heavy lifting. The service which requires enormous energy, enormous strength 
which was designated for this special age bracket between 30 and 50, when one is at the prime of their strength, as the Torah says. But Rashi says there, but when it comes to sheer, when it comes to singing, that was okay. So from here we can deduce that it's not only singing, but in fact, any other instrument which did not require an enormous amount of energy, it comes out according to this Rashi, that it was perfectly fine that a Levite can partake in that, such as, you know, using the flute or other uh, harmony instruments, which did not require enormous strength. Another very interesting thing that we can learn from this, another interesting halacha, there is a discussion whether this rule of the Levite serving only from age 30 to 50, if it was exclusive to the Mishkan only, to the tabernacle, or if it was also later observed when the permanent Beis Amikdash stood in Yerushalayim. According to many opinions, this no longer applied, because the Torah specifically says this has to do, and this is related to, and therefore it's exclusive to, the carrying, the heavy lifting, the heavy lifting that they had to do that was required in the Mishkan, the nature of the Mishkan was that it was a transportable, a transportable temple, and therefore it required that enormous amount of energy, of, of strength. And therefore, when it came time that they built a permanent base on Mikdash, the thinking is that this no longer applied because it's no longer necessary because all the Levites did there was the support service, namely the singing, the playing of the instruments, and several other things which did not require an enormous amount of strength. However, according to this Rashi, it would seem that the halacha that we just said, that it no longer applied to the Beis HaMikdash, is true for everything else that the Levites did, except for these two instruments. Because these two instruments did not change. And they were the same in the Beis HaMikdash. These two instruments being the cymbals and the harps, that it comes out according to this Rashi, according to this uh, way of thinking in Rashi, that even in the Beis Hamikdash, there was an age limit, there was an age requirement to play uh, these two instruments, the cymbals and the harps. Because again, the same the thinking is that this has to do with the energy that needed to need, was exerted in order to play these cymbals, and that's what Rashi seems to emphasize here.